It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Just win it. Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it, Allen. Tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. And it's time for the Jets Broncos pregame report. So we bring in our friend who is the owner and founder over at WalterFootball.com. He's not only going to do what he always does, which is give us his picks around the league, but he's going to help us with some of the prop bets. And we're going to talk about all the latest news and notes in the injury situation involving the Jets and the Broncos here. Mr. Walter Cherapinski. Walter, what's up, brother? Not much, uh, you know, uh, getting ready for these uh, NFL games, and uh, it's another early one starting at 9.30 in the morning, so it's going to be another long day, but, you know, can never get enough football, so yeah, glad to be on here with you. Yeah, absolutely, and I will say this, no matter what happens in any of these games, I got to imagine that no head coach is going to do something as dumb as Mario Cristobal, just have to bring that up, I can't believe what he did for anybody that missed it. Miami Hurricanes were up by three points deep in Georgia Tech territory with under a minute to go. They could have kneeled out the clock. Instead, they handed the ball off. The running back fumbled. Georgia Tech, with no timeouts, was able to very quickly drive down the field and with one second left, get a touchdown and win the game. I'm not one that overreacts typically, Walter. I don't get emotional. I don't get hot-headed. And I'm not a person who generally will say one single thing is a fireable offense. But if ever there was a fireable offense, that's it right there as far as I'm concerned. Literally cost the team the game. Yeah, we saw that uh, a long time ago at the, the Miracle of the Meadowlands. Um, and so it's, it's, uh, it's kind of mind-boggling. You actually had to tell me about it because... Uh, I was trying to get my daughter to sleep, so I wasn't. I didn't have college football on. Um, I did bet uh, Georgia Tech to cover twenty-one. Um, little did I know that uh, it would come down at the wire like that. Um, I wish I had bet the money line, <laughs> so I'd be doing pretty well if I had done that. But yeah, I don't. I don't understand what uh, some coaches are thinking. Sometimes, uh, actually, on my show tonight, we we're talking about the worst coaches in the in the NFL, and we we're talking about like how how there's there's always incompetence in the league. And then I, I referenced uh, Rich Kotite. Uh, 20 years ago uh, with the Eagles, uh, not not going for actually almost 30 years now, not going for two because his uh, two point uh, math sheet got wet. Um, so <laughs> we've we've seen we've seen some terrible coaches over the years. So yeah, this is another hard one. I had completely forgotten about that. My God, how did that guy get another job after that? <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I completely forgot that he did that. Of course, any Jets fan listening to this that was around when Rich Kotite was the head coach of the Jets is going to get PTSD hearing that name. And I've said this many times. I don't care what anybody says. You can bring up any name you want. Todd Bowles, Adam Gase, any coach the Jets have ever had, and really, honestly, any coach that there's ever been in NFL history, Rich Kotite, as far as I'm concerned, worst head coach there's ever been in the league, without a doubt, the worst head coach. 
that the Jets have ever had. Let's talk about the current coach, though, Robert Sala. He said earlier in the week that he was pretty confident that DJ Reed, who is in concussion protocol, would play on Sunday. And if you're a Jets fan who has been following what Robert Sala has said throughout the year, you knew that this probably meant that DJ Reed was not going to play because every time Salas says that he's confident a guy's going to play, the guy doesn't play. Also, as ESPN's Rich Samini pointed out, there hasn't been a player who was in concussion protocol and played that same week since last year when Kenny Pickett did it. It's something that the NFL is moving away from as a trend. So I was pretty confident DJ Reed was not going to play. And guess what? He's not going to play. So no DJ Reed, no Brandon Eccles. Some interesting roster scuttlebutt here, though, from ESPN's Rich Seminian in a couple of hours. We should find out for sure. We know that Bryce Hall is going to get the call to step in for DJ Reed and Brandon Eccles because DJ Reed, the starter, Brandon Eccles, the backup, they're both out. So Bryce Hall comes in to take the spot there, the third stringer. Tony Adams and Wes Schweitzer are both going to be coming back. They had missed last week's game with an injury. But Rich Semini is projecting that Nicole Hardman may very well be inactive. And instead, you will see Irv Charles get the call up. Craig James, the defensive back, most likely to get the call up as well. But Irv Charles, who I guess is going to come in and play some special teams in place of Brandon Eccles. That's a strange one to me. I just don't know what the Jets are doing with Nicole Hardman. I don't even know why they signed him. They've made no use of him. And now, according to Rich Semini, there's a good chance he's going to be inactive for this game. So, Walt, what are your thoughts here, Nicole Hardman, and everything else that's going on here with the Jets injury-wise? Also, I know that you're very in tune with injuries because you go through all the different teams before you make your picks. What do we need to know on the Denver side of things injury-wise? Well, I mean, to start with the Jets that you're talking about, like having stacked injuries at one position is, is a big deal. Like if you're missing one player at a position, generally not, not, a, not, not a huge deal. But like if you have two or more players out, like that's when things uh, start to get dicey. And it's a strength of Denver, like, uh, like going against the, the cornerbacks, uh, the, the back of cornerbacks for the Jets, you know, obviously not Sauce Gardner, but uh, the other ones you have, you have Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, like that's, it's one of the strengths of Denver's roster. So um, I, I think that's a big advantage for the Broncos. Uh, I, I also don't understand the Mikko Hardman thing. Like I, I thought they'd use him as a gadget player of some sort, kind of like the Chiefs did, and they haven't done that at all. Um, so I, I really don't get it. Uh, Denver injury-wise, uh, it's it's kind of interesting. Like They've been terrible defensively. Everyone knows this. They allowed 70 points to Miami two weeks ago. Uh, and then last week they made Justin Fields look great, whereas like beforehand Fields had struggled. But like their defense is going to look a lot different this week because they're getting three key players back. They're getting Frank Clark, Josie Jewell, and Justin Simmons all back from injury. Uh, jo- Joey Jewell, uh, Josie Jewell, and Justin Simmons especially like those are two really important players for the defense. Justin Simmons is a phenomenal safety. Jewell is uh, kind of like the Kind of like the brains of the operation for the defense. He's uh, great in the middle of the field. He's he's very good against the run. Um, when the Broncos are missing Jewel, um, they really struggle. So not having him and Simmons for the past couple of games has made their defense look absolutely atrocious. Um, and Frank Clark's like a, a solid body on the defensive front. So uh, they they get three good players back. These are not just like three mediocre players. So like three good players. Um, all returning, so their defense is going to look a lot better than people think. Um, so that that kind of will tie into my pick. But 
Um, yeah, Denver is, uh, you know, if, if I were the Jets, like I'd kind of be a little uh, upset that I didn't get the this Denver defense last week as opposed to this week. Walt, since you said that it's going to tie into your pick, let's talk about your pick. The spread is 2.5, Denver the favorites at home, and the over-under is 43.5. What do you think? Yeah, so I'm actually on Denver. I'm betting Denver, and I have Denver in my super contest pick. Uh, so sorry, sorry to say that about the Jets. I, I think the I think there's a public perception. Um, uh, it, the, the public perception is incorrect for both teams here. I mentioned Denver having those players coming back from injury. I think that's a big deal. Uh, if it was just one player, like again, wouldn't matter. But three key players coming back on the defense that was terrible. Like I, I'm not expecting the defense to be good or anything, but it's definitely not going to be ranked 32nd like it is now. Um, so they're going to have more success than people think. On the other hand, you have the Jets who, um, you know, they went toe to toe with the Jet with the Chiefs on Sunday night and Zach Wilson had two great quarters in that game. And all I'm hearing, and like, you know, I, I listened to a lot of shows uh, throughout the week and I just kind of want to gauge the, uh, the public perception of it. All I'm hearing is like, oh, Zach Wilson's looking great now. Uh, he's a good player. Like, uh, and like everyone's betting the Jets. Uh, I think about 72% of the, the bets are coming in on the Jets in this game. And like the bottom line is, if, if you're betting the Jets, you need them to either win or to lose by one or two points. And, and like you're asking Zach Wilson to do that on the road. I think that's that's a pretty tough ask for him to do. Um, if this were at home, I, I'd have a lot more confidence because the Jets t- tend to play really well at home. Like they they gave they beat the Bills and they gave the Chiefs all they can handle. But on the road, I think it's going to be a different story. Like the one time we saw them on the road this year, there was disaster in Dallas. Um, and Dallas, by the way, lost the following week to Arizona. So um, I, I think that um, I don't have any faith in Zach Wilson to continue to play well. Um, maybe he'll surprise. Maybe he'll have a good game, but. Um, I wouldn't cut that out, but I, I think that uh, ultimately, I think Denver with with its returning players are going to play well. And I think it's also worth noting that Denver is getting the most sharp money in the in of all the teams in the NFL this week. Um, so professionals love Denver. Um, I really like Denver as well. So, like I said, they're on my card, and I'm going to bet them for a few units. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk passing props. Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson both over under 1.5 touchdowns. Passing yards, Russell Wilson over under 223.5. Zach Wilson over under 207.5. Pass and rushing yards combined, Russell Wilson over under 242.5. Zach Wilson over under 220.5. Pass completions, Russell Wilson over under 19.5. Zach Wilson over under 18.5. Pass attempts, Russell Wilson over under 29.5. Zach Wilson over under 29.5. Interceptions, Russell Wilson and Zach Wilson both over under 0.5. And longest completion, Russell Wilson over under 37.5. Zach Wilson over under 33.5. What do you think? Anything you like here, Walt? Um, I, I think I'd be pretty bearish on Zach Wilson. Um, I, I, like I, Again, people are looking at this matchup, and I was kind of guilty of this earlier in the week, and I thought, like, hey, Zach Wilson has played nothing but great defenses this year. I, I think every defense he's played uh, EPA-wise has been top 11. I, I, like, metrics-wise, the Patriots have been his easiest matchup, and, you know, that's Bill Belichick. Obviously, he's like pretty rough. Um, so I, I think that um, I think like passing yards um, and uh, you know, touchdowns, I would definitely go under on Zach Wilson. I think that um, people are expecting an easier matchup, and it, 
it will be an easier matchup, but I, I, I just don't think he's going to do all that well considering that Denver is getting those players back from injury. Where an over I would like on Zach Wilson is passing attempts because if I'm right about uh, Denver uh, winning this game uh, or covering, um, Zach Wilson is going to have to throw more. Um, so I, I think that there's uh, some uh, – if you're looking to go over Zach Wilson, I think I would go that route. Um, so I think that should be a little bit higher. But um, overall, not not – like in love with anything here, but like if I had to go with something, I would go with Zach Wilson others. Rushing and receiving props, rushing yards, Brees Hall over under 59.5, Dalvin Cook over under 23.5, Russell Wilson over under 14.5, Zach Wilson over under 8.5. I like that one. All it would take is one decent run and he would be able to beat that. I also like Russell Wilson over under 14.5 rushing yards too. Jets defense, as we saw against the Kansas City Chiefs last week, has had their issues with quarterbacks that can use their legs. Receiving yards, Alan Lazard over under 33.5, Brees Hall over under 17.5, Cortland Sutton over under 46.5, Garrett Wilson over under 58.5, Jerry Judy over under 48.5, Marvin Mims over under 22.5, Randall Cobb over under 12.5, Tyler Conklin over under 27.5. What do you think, Walt? Um, I agree with you on Zach Wilson over rushing yards. It seems like, uh, yeah, like you said, he only needs one to get there. Um, plus, it's fun. You always like you always want to bet on the the quarterbacks running. So, um, I, I like that one. I, I like Brees Hall over fifty nine and a half. Uh, even though I like Denver to win, I think Brees Hall could have a good game. Um, you know, Robert Sala said the the uh, the pitch count would be off on Brees Hall, which is exciting. Um, you know, he came into the year with a restriction coming off the torn ACL. Uh, and actually, he he tore it uh, on this field last year. Um, so it's exciting to see him maybe getting uh, some some vindication here and having a great game. Uh, before he got hurt, he had a, a long touchdown run um, against the Broncos last year. So maybe he can do that again. Um, so I, I feel like everyone's going to be rooting for him. And I, you know, I, I, he's obviously a phenomenal player. Um, so I would go over Brees Hall. I would go under Dalvin Cook, who's just been terrible this year. And you know, if, if Brees Hall's pitch count is gone, um, and who knows? I mean, maybe it's not going to be the case, but it, it, it does sound like it will be. Um, that means Dalvin Cook will see fewer opportunities. And like I said, he's been pretty bad. So I'm definitely willing to go under on Dalvin Cook's 23 and a half. As for receiving yards, I, I think that's where um, the, uh, the the Jets injured cornerbacks play in. So either Cortland Sutton over or Jerry Judy over, I would – try to go one of them i wouldn't i wouldn't go both i would try to figure out um which one i'd want to play i think Cortland sutton probably would be my choice um outside of that um not really not really seeing much um i probably probably actually probably go under on um uh, on uh actually, no I, I think i'd go over on tyler conklin um receiving yours as well because uh i i just yeah, you know, I, I don't don't really have faith in uh, Denver stopping tight ends. Like they've they've seemed to struggle against tight ends over the years. So that that could be an over for the Jets if you're looking to to bet that. Receptions: Alan Lazard over under two point five, Brees Hall over under one point five, Cortland Sutton over under three point five, Garrett Wilson over under four point five, Jerry Judy over under three point five, Marvin Mims over under two point five, 
Randall Cobb over under 1.5. Tyler Conklin over under 2.5. Rushing and receiving yards combined. Brees Hall over under 81.5. Rushing attempts. Brees Hall over under 12.5. Zach Wilson over under 2.5. Longest rush. Brees Hall over under 16.5. Dalvin Cook over under 9.5. I'd probably take the under on Dalvin Cook there. Russell Wilson over under 9.5. Longest reception. Alan Lazard over under 17.5. Brees Hall over under 11.5. Cortland Sutton over under 20.5. Garrett Wilson over under 21.5. Jerry Judy over under 21.5. Marvin Mims over under 14.5. Randall Cobb over under 8.5. And Tyler Conklin over under 14.5. Um, so I, I think that Marvin Mims, uh, under stands out to me. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy who's going to maybe catch a long pass here and there. Um, but the Broncos don't use him sparingly. And if I'm right about them winning this game, like they're not going to need to throw to him that much. So, um, yeah, Mar- I, I'd be pretty surprised if Marvin Mims catches a, a three or more passes. So the, the under two and a half looks pretty good to me. Um, I think Brees Hall, uh, well, the, the Brees Hall um, rushing plus receiving eighty one and a half um, for the same for the same reason I like the the rushing total and also uh, longest rush for Brees Hall um, over sixteen and a half I like uh, longest rush under Dalvin Cook nine and a half seems like pretty easy to me because you know he's going to see fewer touches in this game um, and, and so if that's the case like his odds are of breaking a ten yard run or longer seem pretty low um, and and plus like. As I said before, like he's he hasn't been that good this year, so um, it's probably my favorite of all the ones we've seen. Dalvin Cook under nine and a half longest rushing yard. Defense and special teams props: sacks, John Franklin Myers, Jonathan Cooper, Quentin Williams, Quentin Jefferson, Zach Allen, all point two five. I like Quentin Williams here. I think he can get himself a half a sack. Tackles and assists, so total tackles. Alex Singleton over under 8.5, CJ Mosley over under 8.5, Damari Mathis over under 4.5, Jonathan Cooper over under 4.5, Jordan Whitehead over under 4.5, Josie Jewell over under 7.5, Kareem Jackson over under 4.5, Patrick Sertan over under 3.5, Quincy Williams over under 9.5, and Sauce Gardner over under 3.5. I I do like the Josie Jewell over seven and a half. Uh, he's like he's he's a really good player, um, kind of an underrated guy, I, I think. And um, if he's truly back, then you know he's going to do a lot. Um, so like that, I also I do like the the Quinn Williams over point two five sacks. Uh, Denver's offensive line is not great. It's not terrible or anything, but it's not like not like stellar or anything. So um, I, I I definitely agree with you that the Quinn Williams uh, should be able to get there. Um, I would say maybe um, under on uh, Sauce Gardner tackles plus assists because, you know, if, if Denver's up, they, they're they not going to be throwing the ball uh, a lot in his direction. So um, he may not be involved as far as that's, that is concerned. Kicking props, field goals made, Greg Zerline over under 1.5, Will Lutz also over under 1.5. Kicking points, Greg Zerline over under 5.5, Will Lutz over under 6.5. And points after touchdowns made, Greg Zerline over under 1.5, Will Lutz over under 2.5. So uh, what I like to do for field goals is um, if I can determine which team I think is going to win, 
I will bet the over on the kicker making field goals, and I will go the under on the losing kicker. Um, the reason for that is, uh, you know, if the team's up, up by a lot, um, and, you know, maybe not even a lot. If, if they're up by, like, 7, 10, et cetera, um, they're more likely to kick the field goal in the second half if they get stalled, like, in between, like, the 25 and the 40. Um, whereas a team that's trailing, they're going to be more incentivized to go on fourth down just because they need to score points. Um, so, like I said before, I like Denver's here. So, Will Lutz over one and a half field goals looks good to me. And then I would also go under on Greg's third line field goals. Anytime touchdown scorers, Garrett Wilson plus 140, Javante Williams plus 150, Brees Hall plus 140, Jerry Judy plus 170, Cortland Sutton plus 160, Samaji Ryan plus 175, Jaleel McLaughlin plus 205, Dalvin Cook plus 245, Marvin Mims plus 280, Alan Lazard plus 295, Randall Cobb plus 390, Tyler Conklin plus 390, Adam Troutman plus 450, Russell Wilson plus 550, Zach Wilson plus 500, Brandon Johnson plus 600, Michael Carter plus 600, Broncos defense and special teams plus 650, Jets defense and special teams plus 650, Nicole Hardman plus 750, Xavier Gibson plus 800, C.J. Ozama plus 900, Chris Mannerts plus 1000, Nate Atkins plus 1500, Jason Brownlee plus 1200, Lil Jordan Humphrey plus 1400, Nick Bodden plus 1500, Dwayne Washington plus 1400, Jeremy Ruckert plus 1200. I kind of like that one last week Ruckert made some nice plays they're starting to involve him a little bit more at plus 1200 might be worth a shot Israel Abanacanda plus 1500 and Michael Burton plus 1700 what do you think Walt that's interesting about Ruckert uh, I think I would consider that it's all the one um I as far as like long shots here I think Brandon Johnson is six to one is interesting because uh he tends to get a lot of uh a lot of red zone looks compared to like his talent level. Like you'd think that Jerry Judy and, um, and Cortland Sutton would get more, but like for some reason, Russell Wilson likes to target Brandon Johnson in the end zone. So six to one, I think is pretty interesting. Um, I, you, you talked about any time touchdown scores. Something I like to bet also is first touchdown scores. I think is you, you get like your odds are so much better here. Like, for example, Garrett Wilson's plus 140 to score anytime, but he's seven and a half to one to score the first touchdown. And, like, the payout's just so much better. We, we actually nailed uh, Gabe, Gabe Davis 16 to one to score the first touchdown last week against the Dolphins. So you can get really good payouts here. And a couple of guys that are interesting to me are um, like, one is Jaleel McLaughlin uh, at 11 to one. Um, so if Javante Williams is out, which I expect him to miss this game, not completely sure, but I think he's going to be out. Uh, McLaughlin looks pretty good as Denver starting running back. The Jets have a, a run funnel uh, defense, so um, I I kind of like that. Also, Cortland Sutton on DraftKings is nine to one, and you 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 read him off as uh, anytime touchdown score at uh, plus one sixty. Um, but if you shop around, you can actually get a better number. You can get eleven to one on Vandal for uh, for Cortland Sutton to score the first touchdown. I, I kind of like that too. Like it, it's it's him and Brandon Johnson getting the 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 red zone looks. So Jerry Judy is just for some reason not really involved uh, at the in the red zone. Um, and Sutton at eleven to one um, getting the first touchdown sounds like pretty good to me. Walt, last but not least, let's get your picks from around the rest of the NFL. What do you got? 
Yeah, so um, let's start. Uh, well, let's, let's keep it going in the uh, AFC East. We have the Patriots uh, versus the Saints. Um, I, I like the Patriots. a good deal in this game. Um, the, the Patriots are, you know, they, they were just blown out by Dallas. They look terrible. That was Bill Belichick's biggest loss of his career. Like, like I, I think it's crazy not to expect Bill Belichick to, to bounce back. Like, he, he is, I think he's 11 and three against the spread coming off a loss of 20 or more in his career. Now, like, a lot of that has been with Tom Brady, for sure. Um, but without Tom Brady, he's actually 5-2 and two against the spread coming off a loss of 20 or more. So, like, you know, I, I expect a great game plan uh, from Bill Belichick. I, I know he has a ton of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but I don't think the Saints can take advantage of that because Derek Carr is injured and he just can't go downfield, um, which is, like, where the area of the injuries are, the secondary. I, I don't think the Saints can take advantage of that. Saints can't block either, so I think the Patriots are going to put a lot of pressure on the Saints, and I think the line's way too low. It's minus one and a half. I think the, the Patriots win easily. Uh, I like Atlanta, minus two against the Texans. It seems like everyone I hear loves the Texans this week, and you know I, I can't really exactly blame them because they beat the Jaguars and Steelers convincingly. But if you look deeper into those games, I think they were down, like very down spots for for those uh, those opponents like for example like week three against the jaguars the jaguars are coming off uh like a brutal loss to the chiefs and they had those two london games i, I think they took houston for granted and then the steelers last week they, they beat the browns on monday night football they had a short week after that against the raiders and then they flew back across the country their, their flight was diverted a couple times and then they had baltimore coming up so like i don't think they're a focus for houston at all so uh, i think houston's a little overrated for that reason and i think atlanta is underrated because they started out 2-0, and and they lost their past two games against teams. You know, the Jaguars were in the second round of the playoffs last year, and the Lions, um, the Lions, uh, you know, everyone expects them to do well. They're 3-1 and right now. Um, but they've, they've held those offenses. They held Detroit to 20 points, and they held Jacksonville's offense to 16 points. Like, I think that was pretty impressive from the defense. Um, and the offense should play well in this game because um, whereas, like, Jacksonville and Detroit are top, are top 10 in run defense, Atlanta or Houston is bottom five. So Atlanta is really uh, relying on running the ball and they're going to be able to do that unlike the past two games. So I, I think Atlanta is going to really dominate the, the time of possession in this game and uh, just, 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 just I think, dominate the, the Texans. I think this is a great matchup for the Falcons. And I think the line's too low. The advanced spread on the game was minus three and a half. It's only, it's only one and a half or two now. So I think you're getting a great deal with the Falcons. A couple more, like Arizona plus three. Against Cincinnati, like, I, I don't understand why Cincinnati's favored here. Like, the metrics, uh, I, I use um, I use uh, metrics called EPA, and I can determine what the spread should be uh, for for those games and for each matchup. And the EPA says that Arizona should be a five-point favorite here, um, which may sound a little crazy until you kind of realize what Cincinnati has done this year. Week one, they, they had six first downs against the Browns. Week two, they, they would have gotten blown out against the Ravens if they didn't have that punt return. They beat the Rams in week three, but uh, the Rams had two offensive line injuries in that game, and uh, the Rams were up at that point. They just kind of melted down, not being able to block. And then last week, Cincinnati lost 27-3 to against um, Tennessee. Uh, I, I think if you look at these two teams without any biases, you, would, you kind of like kind of scratch your head and wonder why Cincinnati's favored on the road here. Uh, like Arizona has just been the better team this year. Um, and, and also to top it off, uh, Cincinnati's not going to be without, they're, they're not going to have their top cornerback, Shadobi Awuzier. T. Higgins is out too. And their, their top edge rusher, Trey Hendrickson, has been down, downgraded in practice every single day this week. 
So even if he plays, he may not be 100%. So um, Cincinnati shorthanded. They can't block. Uh, Joe Burrow's injured. Um, I think Arizona's just better. And finally, I like Green Bay Monday night against the Raiders. Uh, I, I don't understand why the Raiders are favored here either. It just seems like the, the wrong team is favored in a couple games this, this week. Um, two weeks ago, the Steelers, Steelers went into Las Vegas and dominated the Raiders. I, I know they only won by five, but they were up 23-7 to seven before some garbage time scores. And Green Bay is better than Pittsburgh. Like, all the metrics say so. Um, I know Green Bay just lost Detroit uh, convincingly on Thursday night. But, again, Detroit's a really good team. And Green Bay was shorthanded in that game. Uh, They're going to be getting some players back, like Jair Alexander. He's going to be returning. Um, Their their guard, Elton Jenkins, coming back. Uh, Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are going to play. They played on Thursday, but they were on a pitch count. Like, they're both going to be fully healthy this week. Um, So, I think the Packers are in a a really good spot here against the Raiders team that just isn't very good. And also Devontae Adams is banged up. He, he only had one limited practice this week. Otherwise he was practiced totally. Um, so if Adams is not hundred percent, the Raiders really don't have much going for them. Like they can't block either. They can't defend anything. They can't get to the quarterback. Uh, they still, Jacoby Myers is good and Josh Jacobs, obviously, but Jacobs is not getting good blocking from his offensive line. So you kind of have to wonder like, what do the Raiders have really? So I think the Packers are the better team. I, I think they should be favored by four. And said they're two and a half point underdogs. So I think that's a huge swing. Um, so yeah, th- those are my picks at WalterFootball.com. Walter Cherpinski, owner and founder of WalterFootball.com. Thanks so much for coming on, breaking down the latest news and notes, injury report, doing some prop bets and predictions with me, and of course your picks from around the NFL. For those who want to check out everything you're doing over at WalterFootball.com, you and your guy, Charlie Campbell, what's happening over there? Yeah, tons of content, uh, tons of draft content. We both have 2024 NFL mock drafts and, and also a 2025 NFL mock draft. Uh, draft, big boards, stock reports, etc. We have picks against the spread for every single game. Uh, we like, kind of denote which ones we like the most. We have college football picks, which went 3-2 and two this week. Uh, fantasy rankings, uh, DFS content as well. So, And we also grade every signing and trade. So yeah, we can get all that at waltzofbull.com for free. Make sure you check out everything that Walter and Charlie are doing at WalterFootball.com. Check out everything we've got up at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. Some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel, so watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the PlayLikeAJet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And... Be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.